What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, today we're going to continue talking about Jordan Addison's situation developing, not officially yet in the portal, but we'll talk about it. Still expected to leave. We'll talk about some different issues that I didn't touch on in the last episode. I specifically want to take this now. We're about two, three days out of the original report. Let's take a step back, talk about this a little bit more in depth and with a little bit more sauce and substance to it. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked On Pit. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I am your host, Nick Fairbaugh. And as always, thank you for watching or listening to this, whichever one you are doing. If you're watching this, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Turn on the notification bell. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review and do those great things. Now, folks, I want to talk about Jordan Addison because we talked about this before and the fact that there are so many layers to this right so many different moving pieces to this and as this has taken off more and more we we see more and more national voices kind of chiming in right and you essentially are having this flood of people that are fighting on extremes and i want to try and and cut cut through that noise just a little bit. Um, and, and it's kind of like, okay, we understand what's happening here. There's obviously some type of communication between Jordan Addison and someone that is representing USC. Now, whether that is tampering, it could be a booster, whether that's an assistant coach, whatever. You can't prove tampering unless you have, say, phone logs, legitimate snitches within that kind of slow circle. I mean, you could theoretically fight this out in court. That is what Pitt could do if they really wanted to. But that's a very hard case to prove. It's a very fine line to walk. It's a really tough ask, I think, too. Not necessarily the smart way to go. Now, a lot of people will want them to do that to kind of stick it to USC and Lincoln Riley, if you will. But I think this is telling us more so not about this situation in particular. I think we've seen it before. Tyler Harrell, for example, at Alabama. And, you know, coming from USC to Alabama, from Louisville, rather, to Alabama. We've seen it before. We see it in college basketball. Isaiah Wong essentially demanding his NIL deal to be upped. Let's be real about the landscape we are in right now in the NIL world. NIL, transfer portal, these rules, let's be real about it. We are in a player empowerment era where guys are getting their worth on a free market that is unregulated. This is an unregulated market right now. Remember that. 
There are rules, but the NCAA is largely toothless. There are those tampering rules that you that I've talked about, and this is likely, you know, that there's clearly been communication between USC and Jordan Addison. The fact that we know so much detail about the deal clearly shows that. So is there tampering? It's possible. And tampering, yeah, that's going to irk everybody, including me. I, I hate tampering, and I, I don't like that, right? The thing I don't get is people coming out and talking about why is he getting paid $3 million plus, it's more than that, actually. Why is he getting paid upwards of like $5 million bucks plus a house? That's what I've heard he's going to get paid, somewhere between the 4 to $5 million range and a house. Like, why is that an issue? I don't get that. I don't get why that's an issue to people. I, I said this before, but let the guys get paid. They, they deserve it. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. These universities have made money off the backs of these kids working, working, working. And they have just only started to reap some benefits. They've only only they've only been able to, you know, start selling their autographs and jerseys and even do endorsements recently. I mean, that's what we're in here. This has moved very fast. So this is kind of blurring that line between NIL and pay-for-play. And, you know, some people say, okay, NIL is good, but pay-for-play is bad. I don't think either is inherently bad. I, I don't think either is bad, actually. I'm not even going to say inherently. I, I don't think either is bad. You know, if we right now set a universal standard, you have to pay all these athletes this amount of money, be a good thing. Uh, and so I, I kind of look at the paying part of this is not the issue. Uh, I kind of look at the, okay, we're having guys come in from other universities talking to these guys that aren't even in the portal and offering them these deals as the issue. And again, Jordan Addison getting his worth, you know, proving and having a, an essentially a bidding war develop over the weekend between Pitt and USC. It's not a, it's really not a bad thing. I don't get it. The bad thing is the fact that this wasn't done before Addison actually hit the portal. So if Jordan Addison, for example, had been like, you know, I, I won a bigger NIL deal. I'm only getting paid around 250K, 300K here, Pitt. But I know I'm worth more. And I don't think Pitt can offer me that. And maybe he's talked to people in the program. And they said, yeah, we can't do much more. And they can't do more, but maybe he, he wasn't satisfied with that amount and felt like he could get more and then entered the portal. And then it was a bidding war. I think it's completely different, right? A completely different type of mesh point. It's whatever at that point. Then you it's just college football free agency. You're getting paid what you're worth. That's what it is. That it isn't that is good, right? The player is getting paid well. The uh, program is not coming into the situation to draw him out of that. Instead, he made the decision himself to go to the portal, explore opportunities, and he's getting paid more money because of that. He's getting paid what he believes he is worth because of that. This is what I mean by, you know, paying the players is good. Pitt, pay, paying Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison. You know, paying guys that are on the team right now, you know, NIL deal is going to be swarming around probably for guys like Elijah Kansi, Keaton Slovis, whoever you want, Nick Patty. Like, name all these guys, Izzy Abani, Kanda. You know, all these NIL deals are going to come their way. 
paying the players is not the issue. And I want to get that down. Paying the players their worth, giving them whatever, it is not the issue. Period. These players deserve what they get and they deserve whatever they really want. Too long have they not been paid for what they do for these universities. And so, yeah, you know, you are towing that line between amateur and pro. But this is such a weird situation in that fact. And so, again, I continue to say this. The issue is not paying the players. The issue is the fact that schools can come in and tamper with anyone on any roster at any time and talk to them whenever. That's the issue. That is 100% the issue. And it's not about paying them, paying them's whatever. Again, if Jordan Addison had willingly gone out on the market and had and had said, okay, I want to look for better opportunities. Meanwhile, this is a preordained destination in USC where it's not going to happen like that, right? There's not there's not going to be a bidding war over Jordan Addison on this market. It's not like Alabama's going to come up and offer, you know, more. There's not going to be that. He's going to USC. This is going to happen. And it happened outside of the transfer portal guidelines. And that is kind of the issue here. And so I have more on that, and I want to continue to talk through this. But first, let me let you know about Built Bar, because, folks, if you want a protein bar that you can get healthy with but tastes great, Built Bar has you as the summer approaches folks built bar is covered in 100 real chocolate including the bills bar puffs which are the first ever protein infused marshmallow built bar you can get all that healthy goodness and all the taste you can ever want folks it's only 130 calories only four grams of sugar four net carbs but 17 grams of protein all those health benefits with all the taste and you get so many different flavors banana cream pie raspberry double chocolate and so many more go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and get 15 off your order use the promo code lock 15 for 15 off at built.com all right folks let's continue talking about this in a little bit of it so I've seen some solutions thrown out to this um, in recent days saying, okay, what about taking away the free transfer portal rule? Let's not do that. <laughs> like, seriously, let's not. Because what you're doing is actually cracking down on the guys that quite honestly aren't going to be affected by this NIL stuff that much. Now, the top players, they can move whatever. And this is where you get into tampering stuff. But letting the third third string guy that never plays at Georgia Tech transfer down and go play for Wofford isn't a bad thing. Right? That's not a bad thing. They should be able to. And so I inherently don't like that people are like, okay, let's get rid of the transfer portal and just say, yeah, no, 
that one-time free transfer portal rule, it's it's gone. Like, why? I, I don't get that logic. I just straight up don't get the logic because these players, again, have been really just pawns in a game for so long. And now they finally get kind of that first taste of something, that real mm, substance of something, of where they actually have some leverage, and you take that away. I, I don't get that. Again, players should be able to move as freely. Coaches do. Administrators do. Everyone else does. Let the players move freely as they want in the portal. Pay them money. It's good. It has to happen. These players have to see money. They have to. It is, and you could say what it's going to make it worse. It, they have to. You can't go back now. One and two. It's inherently right to pay these guys. Again, these universities making a ton of money off the backs of these young men. And you see what happened with Justin Ross this last weekend, right? Was one of the greatest receivers in college football after that national championship win. And now he goes undrafted because he has a congenital spine issue, and he gets almost no money. If he had had that value at his peak, Justin Ross would be a millionaire right now, and he would be sitting pretty. So NIL, pay for play, transfer portal, whatever, not the issue. Tampering, the issue. Yes, tampering is the issue. And that's where I want to draw the line. But also, I think there's more questions about this. Specifically, I think when we're talking about everything, take a bigger look at, say, what can you do about tampering? Like, seriously. Okay, so Jordan Addison, his reps, whatever, they've all had this deal set up with USC. He's going to go to USC it's going to be paid multi-million dollars, get a house in Southern California. It's going to be great living for him. Power to you. But tampering, what are you going to do about that? How do you do something about that? Seriously, let's be real here. How do you actually enforce anti-tampering policies? Because I, I know that there are other leagues, for example, professional leagues that can enforce this a little more. They have access to the phone lines. The NCAA is toothless to do this stuff. They are toothless. They oversee so many teams down all the way to Division Three, And so what are, what are we doing here? How can you fix that? It's a tough ask. And let's be real. USC... Alabama, Ohio State, these teams are trying to poach guys from Pitt and Louisville and other teams of that similar level. It's going to become, the more it goes on, if it already has it, it's going to become just a trickle-down effect. And then the Pitts and the Louisvilles of the world are going to start snatching up guys from Toledo and Georgia Southern and all these other small schools. And then those programs are, by and large, going to try and go do the same to lower levels. It's essentially how it happens. 
So you get a trickle-down effect that just goes, okay, so the top schools are going to tamper with the biggest stars. The next group is going to tamper with the next group. And you get a, a just a tampering kind of low level, right? <laughs> you get a level of tampering where it becomes the hierarchy of tampering. And I think that's the issue. Seriously. I think that's the issue. It's just a tampering manifesto, if you will. But I think while I don't like that, and while, yes, I think you, Pitt fans, 100% have a right to be upset at this Jordan Addison deal. I think so, too. I'm upset about the tampering part. Let's kind of be real here just for a second. What about tampering is enforceable? What is actually cogently, tangently there that we can say we can stop that from happening? Not a lot. There really isn't a lot. And I think this brings me to my point is that I really think that tampering is just the state of it right now. It's just the state of it. And I, I think this is kind of just college football, man. I think this is college football as it is. I certainly think this is college men's basketball as it is. I think it's just what it is. This is college sports, man. Is it good for the sport? I don't think it's good for the sport. Widespread tampering usually doesn't end well. Because it can end with a lot of competitive balance issues. If the Let's be real, though. Competitive balance in the NCAA hasn't been great. But this could make it even worse. But there's not a lot you can do with it. Unless you completely say off-branch the university athletics program from the university itself and declare this stuff semi-pro, which I don't know if it's ever going to happen. It's going to be a tough ask. But there's a few things that I do want to continue to talk about. I think this is the state of college sports, but specifically college football right now, though. And I do think that we can really observe that throughout all college sports. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we continue to talk about the state of college sports and how this Jordan Addison situation tells us all about it. And it does. Because tampering is the issue to me. And again, you don't... It's not hard to see how you can... You, you talk... Jordan Addison's reps talk with USC reps, boosters, whoever that may be. They're covered under the rule. It is what it is. You try to use some outlets that represent USC, and even though it's not under those rules, it essentially is tampering. It is maybe not under the NCAA rules, but it is what it is. You're talking to another guy that's in a program. And so that is the crux of the issue. But as I said, I think you're going to get a chain reaction here 
the USC's of the world are going to poach the pits of the world. The pits of the world are going to poach the Toledo's or whatever of the world. You just get a chain reaction. Because let's be real here. As I have said, Pitt is not a... It's not like Pitt doesn't have money. Pitt is good. Pitt might not have the huge donor base that USC has, but Pitt's an ACC school. They make multiple millions of dollars from this year in, year out. And they have multiple high-pitched donors that can pay their guys relevant money. And so Pitt can do this. Pitt could have easily, if they had wanted to, they could have easily gone down to Akron and and whispered in Kanata Mumfield's ear. Now, that's not what happened. Mumfield entered the portal and then weighed his options. But it could have happened. And in the future, maybe not that specific example, but I think it will happen. And you're going to get teams getting lucid year in and year out where these stars players, you know, you might win huge recruiting battles on them, but they have a big year. These programs are going to come calling. You're going to have to recruit them back and recruit them back and recruit them back and recruit them back. And this is the cycle of college sports we're in right now. Again, I'm not sure it's good for the sport. I don't know how you deal with widespread tampering like this. And again, I think every team at some level, if they're not doing it already, is going to end up doing it because I think that is the way we are moving in college sports. I think it's the way you compete in college sports coming up. And I think that's what we have to talk about here. This is what the Jordan situation is telling us. This is the relevant stuff of college sports right now. This is what's happening. It's what's going to happen. Great for the players. Great for the players. They're going to get paid a ton of money. They're going to be able to move how they wish amongst the United States while getting money. Good for them. It's really a win for the players. This is the player empowerment era. Not great, though, for potentially the fan. Because if you're a fan of a pit-level program, well, you're going to get stuff like this happening year in and year out. If you're a fan of a Mac program or a team in the Sun Belt, what's going to say the next tier of teams isn't going to call those star players from those schools? So again, it's a concept, it's just a consecutive chain of this fan base gets Lucy. So the next fan base gets Lucy and levels after levels of levels just get crushed, 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 and crushed. And it's going to become pretty exhausting at some point. Because it's hard to build a program when you consistently have to recruit these star players year in and year out from these big fish. The bigger fish are always going to outbid you. And hope you essentially have to hope that one of those stars at some point is just not going to see the gold. Pick out lucky enough with Kenny Pickett, right? Got offered by Notre Dame while he was here. He wasn't even in the portal. And he said, no, I'm going to stay pit. And so that's how that works. And and again, I, I just don't think this is, it's, it's not hard. To, it's hard to change everything. Because tampering is everywhere. And teams do tampering. And so, again, it's going to change the dynamic 
of how we look at college sports because there's going to be a chain of this happening. There's going to be a chain of these guys getting approached while they're not even in the portal. It's going to be a chain reaction. And that's what's going to make it tough on the sport. You're going to have to learn to build a new roster each and every year. And so you can recruit really well in 2021. You could have a ton of standouts in that class of 20, you know, in that 2021 year. And then a ton of them can be pulled out of your program by these bigger fish. And, and that's, it's tough, right? It, it's tough to kind of imagine that, but you're kind of rebuilding it and reconveying your uses of resources. And you're going to have to recruit these guys back every year. It's going to become an exhausting cycle, but it's very circuitous. And so you got to expect this at this point. There's not really a lot to fix. I mean, you have to fix somehow. I'm sure the NCAA is going to try and do something. I just don't know how you would force it. I don't know what you do. Um, if, you know, there are some people that call for essential revenue sharing among 130 teams, that's a salary cap. I don't know how you enact that amongst so many conferences and multiple levels and all of this. And it, it seems like a complete mess because it is a mess. And this is why the NCAA is really at fault for this. You come into the system of NIL transfer portal. You allow just free movement and let them pay whatever. Pay for play, NIL, transferring, all legal, all good. The players win. I'm all for that. But there probably should have been a rigid, a more rigid structure to this, right? Like this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And this is how we do it. Maybe there's a period set up specifically for this. And we set specific periods. Okay. You have this period to go essentially talk to whoever you want or whatever. You need to have specific periods set up to design to do different things. And the NCAA just wasn't prepared for this. And teams are just letting it go. And it just goes, 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 and goes. And that's kind of what happens here. And so I think the Jordan Addison situation is showing us what could potentially be the future of college sports. And so that's the issue. And so tampering is just more transparent now. Well, it probably happened beforehand, but again, you're going to see more teams getting on it and getting on it. And that's why the biggest thing here, it's the biggest thing here. Tampering is the issue. It's going to lose a lot of these fan bases. I'm just not sure it's good for the overall sport of it. I don't know how you fix it. It's a tough one. And the fix is definitely not taking things away from the players. And that's the whole point of this. There's a very big line here. So how do you make fan bases happy, but also creating the right ecosystem for the players as it is right now? How do you make the players get their big-time money that they deserve while also allowing them to move freely if they wish but create some set of competency or, or some system here. You could have done this beforehand, but now that it's kind of in motion, it's tough to rage in the dragon, if you will. You've opened the Pandora's box. It, it's a tough thing to me. I think this is what the Addison situation is showing us, though, about college football. Again, Pitt fans, I think you have a right to be mad about the tampering. I really do, but I think we have to understand how widespread it is, how more widespread it's going to be, this chain reaction we're going to see, 
And I think really it's the NCAA's fault for letting the cat out of the bag without actually setting some type of guideline or some type of rule book or some type of thing that actually had teeth to it. And I think that's the important part here. And now I, I just think it, for the product itself, it might hurt. and It might not be the type of product that you're going to want. And I, it's a tough thing, man. It's a really tough situation. Because, again, there's, there's that fine line. You want the product to be good. You want fans to have fun. The fan makes the sport. But you also are like, we can't take that away from the players. They deserve it. And they should get all these things. Tough situation. But I think the Addison situation is showing us where college football and college sports are going right now. All right, folks, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. We will be talking a little bit more about this. We'll talk about this as it pertains to maybe recruiting a little bit more, not just in kind of this general area around the Addison stuff. But we will make sure to talk about that more tomorrow. So it's all coming up tomorrow on the Locked on Pit podcast. Folks, as always, thank you for listening. And as always, hail to Pit.